Hello, basketball fans. Here we are with Melo Trimble, Isaiah Cannon. You know him, Galatasaray Nef. I'm Uygar Karaca, and we are getting ready for a new episode of Basket News Talks. Uh, Melo, hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just back from the Final Four, Belgrade. Uh, FS, you know, won the back-to-back championships. So, They did, did you watch the Final Four? I did, I did watch the Final Four. I think this this is my first time watching a EuroLeague Final Four, yes. What are your impressions? Definitely, it was a big stage. Um, I was excited to see FS1, you know, their Turkey team. And, you know, I played against them twice already. And uh, they have good players on their team. So I was rooting for them to win, you know, just because I played for the same country they play in. But, I mean, I thought the basketball was very exciting, you know, when they play Olympiacos. Um, that was a really good game. I thought that game was better than the Madrid game. But yeah. um, I thought it was good basketball. I mean, just to play on that stage right there felt like, almost like the um, college national championship. Yeah. You were from Maryland, which was Sharon Oskiewicz's college, right? I no? did not know he, I didn't know he, I didn't know he played there. It was crazy because um, before we played Barcelona last year, when I was in Spain, I seen it. And I said, oh, this is a coach from Barcelona. I had just seen a glimpse of a tape of something and he was there. I said, this guy looks familiar. And I put it together and I said that he went to Maryland. So <laughs> then when we played Barcelona, he, 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 Introduced me, said Turk, and so that was a good conversation we had. <laughs> the Olympiacos FS game was played in front of very full and very crazy crowd, um, like you said. And afterwards, Barcelona Real Madrid uh, game came, and it was pretty silent in the in the court. I was. There. <laughs> um, is it is it the case uh, when you were in um, you know you know Spain? Yes, I'm not surprised. You know that it was kind of a, a bit quiet during the game because there's a crazy difference between Spain and Turkey when it comes to fans, I believe. Turkey, and I mean, there are other countries as well, but I've only been in Turkey, so I only know what Turkey can produce as far as fans, and they're they're up there. You know, Spain, not to, not to talk bad about their fans, but they're not as passionate, I believe, when it comes to basketball as they are in soccer. That makes sense. Yeah. Because maybe in soccer, their fans are pretty, you know, intense, but here, I mean, you got fire going on, bikes and stuff like that, and You know, just so the fans are just so passionate, you know, it's different. So, I mean, I like it, of course, they're better. Isaiah Cannon. We uh, we all watched the uh, Final Four games. Um, obviously, Ephes was in it. And, um, you know, I've been following EuroLeague since since the beginning of the season, obviously, when I was playing in EuroLeague. So um, I just wanted to see, you know, who who actually won it. And obviously, Ephes won it last year. And um, to be champs, you got to beat the champs. So. Um, they, they, they didn't want to get that crown up and they, you know, they went on and, and won it again this year. Well, your case was a little bit strange because, uh, Unix was going very well and you already beat some of the top teams. I think Real Madrid, um, yeah, sure. already, already back, uh, in the first part of the season and then famously Barcelona, of course, uh, <laughs> you have your own story, but you, did you say when you're watching the final four, like, Damn, I should have been there. You know, we we, we just deserved it. Do you think? Man, you know, I, felt, I felt like you know Unix and um, all the guys that was in Unix. We had been working hard all season. Um, we had played in a lot of uh, big games. You know, a, a lot of people didn't have us. You know, not making the playoffs. Let alone, you know, nobody had us being good this season. And you know that we use all those things as motivation. You know, we just wanted to go out and prove something every night 
And um, every time we got a chance to play against one of the teams that's that's well known for winning EuroLeague or, you know, just being a good team in EuroLeague, you know, we wanted to bring it to them. And, and we um, – throughout the season, we played Real Madrid. You know, we beat them. We played Barcelona. Uh, they beat us. We beat them. You know, we played uh, – we beat Milano. We beat uh, Red Star. You know, we can go down the line. You know, you named them and, you know, Unix had went and not only showed that we belonged in EuroLeague, but uh, we felt like we had a good chance at, at you know, doing something special. And, you know, we was trying to make it to the Final Four. So, yeah, watching them games, it was tough because I know we, we definitely had a chance to, to get there. Uh, Melo, so let's start talking about your great season. Well, uh, it started great for you, but it did not start that great for us now. So um, your responsibility was high. You were expected to be, you know, the leading scorer alongside uh, Divost as well. Um, but then something changed. Some some kind of a switch opened uh, or what? I don't know. I would like to ask you what happened after that a little bit bumpy start uh, in the first part of the season. What changed? How did you manage to win nine games in a row and, you know, now in the summer? Yeah. Um, I'm mean, actually just to start off saying, but, you know, when we first got here, I think, you know, it's a whole new team. And it's hard to put a whole new team together and be great so fast because we don't know each other. None of us play with each other, each other as far as imports. And, um, you know, for me, it was an adjustment as well because I came from different teams where I was always the primary scoring leader ball handler, mostly doing a lot of the a lot of the things on offense. But when I came to this team, I had to adjust and learn how to play off the ball more than I've ever did. So I think for me personally, it was an adjusting time for me. I was kind of trying to find my way. And, you know, there were some games I wouldn't score a lot. And, you know, D and Dap would score a lot. You know, it was kind of like flip-flop. You know, we all have our chances. And even Kerry Blackshear and David, they're good scores as well. So it was kind of hard to understand how to find myself, me personally. But as a team, I feel like, We were so used to beating teams based off our talent and not, you know, playing the right way of basketball. We didn't know how. And so when things got a little rocky, it was kind of we were just dependent on our talent and it wasn't getting it done. And then obviously, unfortunately, you know, I love I, I love Coach Ekram and, you know, it was it was his time and we brought in a new coach. And I mean, we've been winning, like you said, nine, nine games in a row and it's just been a different atmosphere. I can say I think he brought a lot of knowledge. You know, he's come from Jessica. I mean, he looks young, but they say he's been, he says he's been coaching for 28 years, and I'm like, I don't see it. But he has a lot of knowledge, and he's a good guy on and off the court. And just the way he can communicates, it's, we can understand. Nothing about our last coach, but just this guy has his own persona. And, as, you know, he's definitely a leader, and we follow him, and we trust him. I'm, like I said, he's been coaching for so long, older than, longer than I've been living. And so, like, of course you're going to believe him. He has two EuroLeague championships and a – You know, a couple other championships. So it's it's what the knowledge he brings to us and how much we respect him. And I think that's the reason why we've been playing so well. And I mean, you could say it's a switch, but he definitely was a switch. <laughs> like he was the the on button. And um, obviously, we have added. You know, Akun Purcell. He went down with a with an injury, and uh, we've added uh, Isaiah Cannon, another veteran guy coming from Euroleague, and. Uh, You know, on the court, off the court, with him being there has helped me. You know, I've, he's a guy I've been looking up to as well. You know, he's older than me. He's been in NBA, EuroLeague, whatever. And I think, you know, the, the atmosphere has changed. 
And that's what I can say about these wins. I think that, you know, there's been games where we've been down 10 points and, you know, we'll come back and we win. I think, you know, that just shows character to how we are now, how much we want to win and how focused we are. Uh, did you get an offer from Fenerbahce in the beginning part of the season? Because there were rumors like that and like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if it was an official offer in the beginning of the year. And I don't know anything about the official offer. I know there was an offer definitely uh, in January or the end of December going into January before the deadline. There was definitely an offer and I took strong consideration, you know, what I want to do. But um, I made the best decision to stay here, to be, be play for Gala. But it was definitely tough because, you know, I want to play your league and Fenner definitely has a lot of, has a lot of money, of course. It's nothing about the money, but it's just about situational, playing your league, playing for one of the best teams in Turkey, in, in Europe. And, um, you know, I talked down, I sat, I talked with my agent, talked with the, the uh, staff that's on the board for um, the basketball team. And, you know, it didn't make any sense. And, you know, I just – Obviously, it wasn't based off them. It was based off me and my family, what we wanted to do. And um, I felt like I made the best decision that was for me. What made you, what made you stay in Galatasaray? Because, obviously, um, in the other day, Bertamel said the EuroLeague teams that played for Champions League, you know, EuroLeague door is not open for them and stuff like that. But something made, me, made you stay there. Because, I mean, as much as I want to play EuroLeague, it's not all of, In my opinion, it's not all of what people make it seem like it is. There's a lot of things behind doors that we don't even know. Like, I mean, EuroLeague is great, but the thing with the thing with the going to Fener at that time, it wasn't a right situation for me because who they had on their team and plus who we have on our team. For Galatasaray, I was playing 30-35 minutes. For Fener, I was gonna it's gonna be maybe 20-25. I don't know, maybe even less. I don't know. They have so many players on their team that weren't even playing some games. You know what I'm saying? So. And then, of course, when it comes to the Turkish League, you can only play five imports. So it's, I'm young, still, I'm, you know, 37. It's like, I want to play. It's time for me to keep playing and get better and show what I can do. And it is, and I don't think it makes it make, make sense for me because I'm on a team that I'm playing a lot. And we're, you know, top four, top five team in Turkey right now. We're playing against teams, you know, Fenner, Ephesus. So I think at the time it just didn't make sense. And that was why I made the decision. And the fans, because it's a big betrayal. <laughs> Wait, that's what Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's true. That's true. The fans think, but the, I, I just think that the fans have to understand that, you know, this ride between Gala and Fenner is them. I mean, obviously, I'm part of Gala, but when it comes to making a business decision, it's a, you know, it's a business decision at the end of the day. I see a cannon. We will come to your Galatasaray days, which is really glorious because Galatasaray won nine games in a row, and now the fans are very excited. But first, I would like to ask you uh, about your decision about uh, to depart from Unix. So some players remained there, for instance, Mario Hezonia, uh, but mm. many others uh, chose to leave. What were the, of course, the, the war started, and did the club offer something to you, like for you to stay, or you just wanted to be out of this kind of bad situation? You know, we have been um, hearing things about, you know, the war and stuff like that. But we just, you know, well, me personally, I just wanted to make the, you know, to try to make the right decision or the, the best decision, you know, for my family. We was dealing with a lot of things. You know, I was dealing with a lot of things because that was going on around in January and I was kind of injured, too. 
I love where a lot of people don't know that I was hurt. You know, I played all of January hurt pretty much, you know, with the war happening. Uh, it just gave me time to go home and get some therapy, you know, try to get healthy and see what happens. And that's kind of what played into my decision on, on leaving is that, you know, we was dealing with a lot. With, I mean, we were safe as far as, you know, where we was at with the war, but just everything that was going on with the sanctions, we wasn't sure about, you know, certain flights, um, direct flights, you know, things of, things of that nature. And um, just the uncertainty is, is you know, what kind of had me on more so just, you know, just wanting to get away and um, get home and get therapy and, you know, see my family. You know, I, it had been six, seven months since I seen them. I had opportunity to go and I just wanted to make the, the right decision. It, it wasn't nothing personal with, with anybody or any club or anything. You know, it just was a decision that I felt was the right one at the time. And it wasn't only me, you know, other guys that was there, they they felt the right thing was to go. And some decided to stay, you know, but um, everybody's life, everybody's, you know, situation is different. And I just uh, thought about my own situation, handled it, you know, in that in that manner. Uh, then the Galatasaray offer came. Were you left in between because Galatasaray was not playing for EuroLeague and um, the team didn't seem to me like a biggest uh, prospect in the Turkish league as well, but you were convinced to come here and play. So was that a hard decision? How did it unfold? Honestly, I have been watching, you know, Gala um, throughout the year, you know, when I had time because uh, I had friends like D-Boss and uh, Dap on the team. I knew Melo. Uh, uh, Trimble, just watching him in college. Uh, Kerry, the same, uh, watching him in college as well. You know, I've never played in Turkey, so I, you know, I told my team, I said, look, don't be mad at me. I don't know any Turkish players besides the guys that played in the NBA, you know. So, um, you know, it was a new experience for me. And um, having the guys that I did know, you know, from a comfort level, it kind of made it a lot easier transition to come. But at the same time, it was it was very difficult to to leave home. Didn't really felt I didn't really think I needed to leave, you know, or to, you know, come and finish the season off somewhere that I didn't know about or wasn't comfortable, you know, or, you know, I'm just coming in late, you know, coming from playing in Euroleague to um, a team that's not in Euroleague. Everything was going to be new. You know, so then I had a phone call with with our head coach and played against me the last two seasons in uh, in Cheska. So, you know, just having some conversations with him, you know, some familiar familiarities, um, him knowing me as a player, him knowing my game, you know, and, and I knew that he was the head of the ship. And, you know, with him having that confidence in me, you know, the situation that the team was in, uh, he was new coming. I was new coming. And, um, you know, it just gave extra motivation for me to want to come and try to, you know, not only just continue to prove that I'm a the capable player that I can be, um, the type of talent that I can bring to a team, passion, you know, those type things. It was another uh, opportunity and, and some motivation to come and try to uh, help a team that has so much history. Fan base here is, is, is crazy. Those are the type of environments that, that I thrive in and that I love to play in. It was a good opportunity for me to come in and, you know, have another good stage to kind of show, showcase my abilities and, and, and my talent and try to take this team as far as we can, whatever that I can do and whatever that I can bring, you know, the coach felt, that he can use that. And I just told him, he said, I, I, just, I told him, I said, I'll come in and just 
whatever you need me to do, I'll do that, you know, and just try to help the team the best way I could. And I got here and they opened their arms and, and made it made the transition a lot easier for me. And um, we, we got on a roll and we're trying to ride this this wave as long as we can. So obviously you played, yeah. played seven games for Fogata Sarai until now. Um, so the team's in, on a roll with nine games in a row. But when you first came, can you describe the team atmosphere? Because the the team was at some point, you know, lower than the playoff spots. What kind of a team did you find when you when you come in? And what kind of feelings, uh, you know, arose from inside? You have a good feeling, or you said, okay, you know, I'll do whatever I do. Let's see. I mean, they had told me kind of where the team was. You know, they was kind of hovering around like sixth position and uh, in between five, six, and seven, something like that. And, um, you know, I just wanted to come in and just try to give a fresh boost of air, you know, of um, energy, um, a, a different voice, someone that respected, you know, with, with the way that I approach the game and how much passion I play with the game and what I bring, you know, I just wanted to, just try to get them a boost in whichever way that the team needed. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't no, when I got here, it wasn't no sad phase and wasn't nobody pouting, you know, just kind of a normal day, you know? And um, once I got through out there, you know, um, you can see people starting to, you know, kind of nod the head like, Hey, we still got a chance if we all come together and make this happen, you know, or we might be able to do something now, you know, if we just, you know, pull it together, you know, because the team wasn't bad, you know, it just long seasons, you know, you have ups and downs and, you know, um, depending on the time of the season and which direction that you decide to go, you know, that can kind of determine the rest of your season. So um, I just wanted to come in and try to keep us above water as much as possible and, and try to, take advantage of any opportunity that we could have of, you know, getting on a roll and try, just trying to finish the season out strong. I emphasize uh, in the beginning, you are a very, let's say, polished and cultured basketball person, not just a player, because you work with uh, the NBA franchises, you work with Mike D'Antoni, you work uh, with Brett Brown, Fred Hoiberg. I mean, you name it, you you work with many all other guys. Um Also, uh, in Unix, uh, you work with Priftis and then uh, the Croatian coach, Perasovic. Mm. How would you describe your new coach right now, Pistiolis, as a coaching person, as the way he, you know, approaches to you? This coach is his passion and willingness to want to be the best, want to beat the best. You know, his preparations um, with game planning, you know, it's at a it's at a very high level. And he's coming from under a branch. You know, where they won, won EuroLeague um, championships up in Cheska. And he's straightforward. The coach is straightforward with you. He's going to ask you and tell you the everything that you need to know for a basketball player and as a man. Um, he's a play, the ultimate player's coach. You know, he gives you the, the ability to to utilize your talents, you know, within, within our game plan, within our system. You know, he's not one of those coaches that's just going to, put you in a bottle and just say, do A, B, and C. You know, he allows you to read. He allows you to understand the game. He allows you to play freely and aggressive. And as a player, that's that's what you call a player's coach. He He's he's doing a tremendous job with his team. We're bringing, giving us great motivational things to keep us going, giving us the things we need to, for us to be successful as a team. I mean, he's tough. He, he, he don't back down from anything. 
or any team, any coach, he feel like with whatever he has on him or whatever soldiers he has, he's attacking whatever battle with the mindset of he's going to win that. And that's and that's what I love about him the most is he don't care what situation we was in. He don't he didn't care what players he had, what he was given. You know, he was going to make the best of that. And that's what he's doing. We've really been following that and embracing um, everything our coaches brought to us. And it's making us uh, we're showing everything that he's brought um, along with, you know, the talent that we have on this team. Um, it's starting to show and everything is clicking at the right time with you know, with us winning nine games in a row going into uh, the playoffs. Does he ever smile? Because I never saw him <laughs> smiling. <laughs> wins. <laughs> yeah, he, he tough, man. Coach is, coach is tough. I like that. Don't take it the wrong way. He's very structured. He, he gives us what he wants us to do. I'm just saying from a standpoint of allowing his players to really be his players, he let us be us. You know, he let us bring what we – what we're capable of bringing or why he brought us here, you know, he, but we follow his game plan, his structure, you know, he's very structured, but he gives us the freedom to utilize our abilities. Melo Trimble, it's hard to, you know, uh, start something new when a coach um, comes in, in the middle of season. So did he, did he change something structurally in terms of offensive, you know, methodology or defensive, I don't know, tenacity or something, or he just gave confidence? I would say definitely confidence, but he also, had to be honest with us as players. You know, it's hard to be honest to a guy and tell him what he wants, what he's already been used to doing. You know what I'm saying? He's a new coach and he's coming in. And it's, you know, we got what? We had, I think, five or six games left in the season. And it's like, okay, he has to come in. And at this time when he came in, I believe we were like one game outside of playoffs. And uh, I'm not going came in and uh, me and him had a conversation. He, I think he had a conversation with all of us. But I know for me personally, he definitely told me, a lot of the shots that I'm taking are good shots. And it's hard to hear that, but it's the truth. And of course, no one wants to hear the truth like that. But when he told me that, I respected him right away. Because right away, he's about winning. He's coming from a winning culture, and this is what going to be. And not only he told me that on the side, but he also told me that in front of the teammates. And also said, you know, this is how we're going to play in front of everyone. So there's no confusion on, you know, who's taking what shot or whatever like that. Obviously, like, you know, we all can play. We all can shoot. But he already had put into our head. This is how we're going to play. And we all just embodied it and we listened to him. And like I said, we all respect him because of where he come from. So once we started doing that and obviously the first couple of practice was getting, you know, to know him. But I really think our confidence just went up, you know, just that one game, Besiktas, you know, we won the Derby game. And that was his first game and that we won that. It was kind of like we we up from here. And that's how it's been. And then Isaiah came. You know, we all kind of knew him, you know, just from watching him, you know, with Unix and. He came with a good attitude, and the coach knew him already. And I think just him being in the locker room, you know, he knows a lot, and it just helped us, and we are where we are now. Um, what did you learn about yourself? What did you discover about yourself this this season? Because um, you also you also underlined one interview that you're also a good defender as well. I mean, you want to, to improve uh, that part of you. And what other parts did you discover uh, throughout the season? I mean, definitely, you know, when I'm focused and locked in, I think my best games come from me starting aggressive on a defensive end. Make sure I'm focused on our scout report, who I'm guarding, stuff like that. When I'm coming in the game flat, I'm more so thinking about my shots and stuff like that. But I've learned that, especially with our new coach, that, like obviously when you get a new coach, you want to show that you can play different positions or both ends of the court so you can stay in the game. But obviously 
he's a EuroLeague coach, and that's where I want to get to. And I want him to, you know, either be my coach or, you know, be able to talk good about me to other teams or whatever, however it may go. But I think things I've learned is that, of course, like when I'm locked in, I can play really good defense. And also on the offensive end, I've, I've watched a lot of film with our new coach, and he's definitely had me open my eyes to a lot of things that I may have missed, you know, either a bad shot or a pass that I might have turned over, things like that. And I think that I've gotten good at not only letting the game come to me, but also being aggressive and getting my teammates going early because everyone knows I'm going to shoot the next time I get the ball. But if I get my teammates going, it's going to help them also on a defensive end where everyone is needed. So I think I've came to a happy medium with my shot selection. Um, obviously, I know sometimes I might show a lot, but it's just the shots I take. And, you know, a lot of teams are so focused on me when I go to the basket the whole team collapses. And I think it took me a lot of time to realize that my team is to open outside and obviously watching film and learning that through the year, I was able to get better at that. And I could think, I could say now, I've mastered that. Um, Isaiah, beginning of season, I made a kind of a research uh, about your shots. And I kind of find that uh, you are hitting way more accurate when you are playing uh, as a, let's say, off-screen shooter not as a pick and uh, roll uh, ball handler. So do you feel more content about being an off-screen shooter or it's just a maybe temporal situation that I, that what I found? It's really based off uh, what the coach wants from me. You know, it's a lot, of, a lot of teams, a lot of coaches utilize my shooting ability, you know. So however they feel that they can get you know, shooting for me or put me in positions to be able to get them shots, you know, that's what they do, whether that's coming off screens, whether that's, you know, being a, um, the extra guy on the weak side, you know, whatever it may be, you know, and it's just since I've been here and a little bit in the league, you know, I was more of a like floor spacer, you know, so it's just really whatever they want from me. If they want me to run off screens, you know, I, I trained myself to be able to do that. I could get more comfortable in a pick and roll. You know, it's just, I just haven't, I'm not the point guard, you know, I'm the two guard. So I'm not really in, in as many pick and rolls as, as people would say an average point guard will be in. But um, I mean, I'm a combo. I can bring the ball up if you need me to. I can run pick and roll if you need me to. I can shoot the ball if you need me to. Um, it's just really whatever the coach, wants from me because on this team I'm more um I get to handle the ball a lot more on this team than I did in Kazan you know in Kazan we had point guards and I was more of an off screen running off screens uh shooter so it's just really whatever the coaches need or whatever system that they have and they find the best way to uh fit me in How would you describe Isaiah because um as as a character and as a dressing room person To describe me, I I never really had a conversation with him. I tell everyone, I think he's the funniest guy on the team. You know, just things he say, like, he just he's just a funny guy. He's a fun guy to be around. You know what I'm saying? He, like I said, he, I mean, he's been around and just his IQ with the game is good. You know, like I said, I have nothing negative to say about him at all. Like, I mean, he's a very good scorer. Um, he can shoot the ball really well. I mean, on and off the court, he's just, he's just good. You know, cares a guy. He's very stand-up guy say Melo just wanted to tell you 99 it's a, it's an inside joke between me and 99 99 
Okay. By the way, Melo says hi to you. And he said that you'll understand when he says 99. He said it's an inside joke. <laughs> I definitely know what that, what that means and what he's saying. Can you just let us know as well? <laughs> oh, oh y'all want to know the inside? Yeah, the inside would... Uh, when I, whenever I say 99, that, that means it's 99% chance that it's going in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, when he said 99, I, I thought that he was talking about a special set or something because there's a 77 Nash or uh, maybe 25 uh, pistol when you play the records, you know? So I thought... Nah, it's, nah, it's just when in the corners... In the corners, I told him, I said, if I ever get a shot or a look in the corner, it's 99% chance that it's going in. <laughs> okay. So so, uh, so sometimes when I shoot it, I yell 99, and they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is there a special game uh, when you said, okay, actually this 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 might work, you know, I'm in the right place on the right spot. Maybe it can be the Barcheshire game where you scored 24 points. Maybe it can be the Fenerbahce game where you won in front of the, uh, or maybe the Karshiaka game, the first game, which was special as well. Really every game that I've been in here, you know, every game I get more and more comfortable, you know, especially at home um, with our fans. You know, the fans are unbelievable. I love playing in front of our fans. Um, you know, the energy that they bring to the game, I try to bring that as well, you know, and each game is getting better and better, you know, um, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to think or expect. This is my first time not playing in Russia. I've only been out of America two years, you know, so this is my second year and this is my first time in a different league, different country, you know, so everything was, was, was like, wow, this is really different, you know, but I love the energy and that energy is just what I've been kind of using and, and I'm just trying to ride the wave that we, that we have been working hard for, you know, every day in practice. And we try to show out, go out there and show that in the games. I saw you in one game, I think Sinanardam Arena. Uh, FS was played against uh, Milano in the playoff series. So you <laughs> did the game with uh, D-Bost. Uh, I think you have a special friendship with Shane Larkin or not? Me and Shane, uh, we actually have the same agent, you know, so... Um, and we we known each other since we came out into the NBA draft um, the same time, and uh, we've been you know we've been good friends ever since then. And uh, I've been following his success over here, you know, the years for the six years that I was in the NBA. You know, he was over here. Um, I, I was following him. You know, I've had been seeing him. You know, uh, throughout his career. So now that we both in the same city, you know, we get it. I got a chance to go be able to see him. Um, play live and not play against them. So um, any chance I got, they got a game and we don't have a game. I go over there and just check my friend out, see, um, just to check the game out. I'm just a fan of basketball. Okay, let's talk about the semifinal uh, series, which is going to start in days, I, I believe. What are your feelings? And um, do you say, okay, it's FS and I wish that we didn't play FS in the semifinals because they are EuroLeague title holders back to back. Champions, you know, and you're gonna play against Larkin and Mitsich, and does that intimidate you, or you know, Galatasaray has good fans, and you think that you have a fair chance to eliminate them and get into the final? I mean, you know, FS has won back-to-back -back Euroleague championships, and 
can't nobody take that from them, you know. And um, I mean, they're a well-respected team, um, a good team. And, you know, we respect them. Uh, we respect efforts, but I mean, Gala not scared of efforts by any means. You know, we're not intimidated by any means. You know, we're they put their jersey on the same way we put our jersey on, and we got to go out there and just um, coach gonna give us a game plan. You know that he feels is can lead us to victory, and we're gonna go out there and follow that. And uh, we're focused on us. You know, we respect we respect efforts. And um, we're sure they're going to give us a, a great game. It should be a great game. And, you know, let the let, let the best team win. Um, they don't intimidate me or they don't intimidate us, you know, by any means. And um, we're going to go out there and give them everything we got. Is there a prospect that you might uh, get a matchup on Larkin? Because you have this defensive side. Uh, many people um, overlook that, that side of things. But... Yeah. People, over, people overlook that defensive side, too. But go check Go check the statistics on when I'm guarding certain certain players and um, or my matchups. Just go, just go check those statistics as well. Yeah, okay. But I mean, it'll be it'll be fun. You know, Shane is my friend. You know, it'll be a, a good chance to go out there and compete against him again. Um, I've never played against Misic, so this would be my first time. You know, he's well respected um, around Europe, and um, you know, it'll be a good opportunity. You know, just. Um, to go out there and play and see what they got. And, um, you know, like I say, uh, it'd be a, another opportunity to play against my friend Shane. And um, it's always fun, you know, when we play against each other. We we hope they won't make a mistake and don't respect us because then it's just going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Rumors going on Larkin and also Misic, uh, the, you know, maybe they, they might uh, turn back. Actually, Misich didn't play in NBA, but do you think he he can he can do it there? I don't know regarding minutes. Uh, it's different type of basketball, so. I mean, talent wise, I think he's I think he's an NBA talent. You know, I mean, he got great court vision. You know, he got great size. Um, he can shoot it. You know, he can make big shots. Um, you know, talent wise, he's you know he definitely has the talent to play in the NBA. You know, but it's an adjustment. It'll be an adjustment for him, you know, with the speed, with the length. You know, obviously Europe is a little bit more uh, physical, in my opinion. But, I mean, the rules, you know, you those are the that he have to deal with. And the three-point line is farther. Uh, so, I mean, he have some adjustments. But, I mean, I, talent-wise, he's the, I think he can, you know. And rumors say he had an opportunity, but he just chose to stay in uh, Europe, you know. So, I mean, I guess he – makes his own decision on what he want to do. Um, obviously, a great scorer and uh, contributed a lot to Galatasaray team, um, who are on a nine-game uh, winning streak. Uh, Melo, you are going to play um, against uh, a EuroLeague title holder, back-to-back champions in the semifinal series. Yes. What is the overall mood of the team? And you are, you are coming like a red-hot team and fair prospect to... To challenge that team, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely excited to match up with uh, Ephes. The more reason, probably, because we can stay here in Istanbul and play the same same arena. We don't have to go anywhere. We can just literally be at the same arena for all the games. But I think it's just a good test. You know, I would love to see them in the championship, obviously, but we're on this side. But I mean, I think 
we match up really well with them. Uh, we're a different flavor of team that they don't really play against all the time, especially coming from Euroleague. You know, you play – it's a different style of basketball when you play a team like us who can really – our perimeters are really good on the ball. So, I mean, I, de- I think we'll definitely change it up a bit for them. But, but, you know, for them, obviously, I think we match up well with them. And, you know, I think it's motivation for us to play a team like that that just won a Euroleague and, you know, they have a target on their back. Just like I think we do as well because we'll, we've won nine games in a row. And, you know, with a team everyone's talking about with Turkey, not just us, but them as well, you know. So I think it's going to be a good matchup for us and a test for both teams, two different teams, two different style of plays, well, that they're played against. I can say just from watching, you know, Madrid and Olympiacos, I think we're a different team from those two teams. And so preparing for us would be totally different. How, in what ways do you differ from those teams? I just think that we have better scores, I would like to say. I would, in my personal, honest opinion, I think we're a better scoring team than both Madrid and Olympiacos. They're a yearly team, so it's kind of like, okay, that's how you look at them as a yearly team. But I feel like I'm on a team that can beat a lot of yearly teams that's, that was this playing this past year. That's how I look at it. I mean, Evans just won it, and I feel confident against them. And But they're a great team. I mean, Larkin and Missage, I mean, them two together, is, that's 40 points almost every game. So, I just think that between the other teams that they played against, when they play us, you have to really lock in on both ends of the court, on defense especially. Of course, you won't uh, reveal us the, the game plans uh, in all details, but um, maybe you can give <laughs> How do you plan to stop uh, Mr. Chalak? Because they are literally uh, burning, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they definitely are hoopers. I mean, those, those like my, I mean, that's the team to watch. I mean, Larkin is one of probably my favorite player to watch messages as well. And I mean, just to say, I mean, the way to answer that question is the same way they'll have to guard us. That's what I can say. You know, obviously they know who the players they need to stop. We know the players we need to stop. And it's both from the perimeter. I mean, I think we're good all around, even with our, uh, I, you know, honestly, I really don't know what to say. <laughs> I think we just got to stop each other because they can score from the post. We can I think I think it's going to be a really good series. You know, it's not going to be one of those blowout series. It's really going to come down to like the last minute dogfight series, and obviously us getting after each other. That's how it's going to be. Yeah, um, yeah. The the fan factor is going to play uh, a big part. You can steal one or uh, maybe two games in the in the beginning of the series. I think that might help. And of uh, of course you. Uh, You won the first round series with 2-0, so you had some time uh, to rest and relax and yes. prepared uh, for FS series. Do you think it's an advantage for you or nine, game, nine, nine days, um, ten days, it's better or worse regarding the tempo? Right? I think it could, yeah, I think it, it could be tough either way because we had a break after our last game before we went into playoffs and we was able to you know win 2-0, but they have been playing. But the thing is, they could be tired. I don't know. And us, we could be waiting for so long. It's like we lost rhythm. I'm not – I don't hope that don't happen to either team. I just hope that we are both prepared to play. <laughs> But so it's kind of a toss-up. You know, they could be tired and we could just been sitting around waiting. So I think it's – we're going to meet halfway and just the better team is going to win. So um, last question is about NBL in Australia. Uh, you know, there are so many different – and interesting players coming to, from them to EuroLeague. In what ways um, styles differ, um, let's say, uh, with EuroLeague and European basketball with NBL? Because it's a world there and nobody 
you know doesn't know about much about yeah right right uh i mean to explain that style i mean the style was definitely totally different like you can't the way you play in the nba you cannot play in europe it's just not gonna happen you're not gonna you're not gonna win because here in europe you have to think you got to think you can't just play and i'm not saying anything bad there like they just out there playing up and down but this it's not the same as it is here is all i can say as far as play style like out there it's really heavy dominant on the imports here you got players that are that are the, the local players that are good as well and they can change the game of the you know of, of a game or whatever about there they're really heavily dominant on the imports it's rare that you'll find a team that they're really relying on the, the local guys there so i mean that's definitely a different you know between the the, the countries or whatever that i played in but as far as the gameplay is is it's just different you know i think i just think it's better basketball obviously in turkey and spain and i don't want to talk bad about the nbl or anything like that because i played there but um I just think if I was playing the same way I was playing in NBA, I would not be the same player I am now. But out there, I was able to excel and doing the things I was doing there, I wouldn't be able to do here in Europe. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, but the fans uh, seems also very like excited about basketball in there as well from outside. Is that true? I think the fans there are excited about basketball, but they're not like fans here. If that makes sense, like, yeah, we go, they love basketball. Like, oh, yes, we have players here that can play. We're going to go watch. But they're not like fans here. When they come to the game, they they ready to fight the refs, the other team. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely different when it comes to that. And I feel like fans here, they know their history about players. Like, they look up the players and they really get the information about them. As opposed to there, once they see you play a couple of times, they get to know you. And they're like, oh, okay. But here, they know before you step on the court who, who you are. I think we are in the end. So I would like to thank you, Melo Trimble. Thank you, Isaiah Cannon, Galatasaray NF player, a former uh, Unix player. All right, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, and I hope to see you um, in the next next days. Maybe uh, I will be in the court, so I will see you in person. Um, that will be great.